Welcome to The Bean Pod. This is your place for all things stocks and crypto. From beginner tips to expert picks, use this as fuel for your investing journey. Because when you're in the know, your money will grow. All views expressed by speakers on The Bean Pod are solely their opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed on The Bean Pod as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a specific strategy, but only as an expression of their opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only. What's up, guys? This is Shane, a.k.a. The Jolly Green Investor. This is Josh, the Nifty Investor. Welcome to The Bean Pod. Thanks for joining us again, guys. Today we're going to be talking about the crypto bull run. I feel like we're in a, such a, an important phase about to enter what could be a super lucrative part of the bull run. So we're going to give you our opinions, our thoughts, and um, hopefully we can teach you guys a little bit about it. Yeah, I hope you got your bags packed and uh, your astronaut suit on because we're going to the moon. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> well, what are some, uh, I mean, I've been in crypto for a while now, you know, since 2016, 2017. Uh, been through the bull run in the past. Um, so there's a few things that I've learned from maybe some previous mistakes and would love to share them with our listeners. Uh, I'm sure you have some, some guidelines that you like to follow as well during these times. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I kind of started investing in crypto just after the, the, the huge bull run of 2017, but from just from watching it and, and, you know, doing a lot of research over the past while I've, I've learned lessons and I've, I've heard about other people's lessons. So you know, just covering things such as, as FOMO and FUD and uh, taking profits and yeah. chasing and stuff like that. Yeah. So those are the kind of things I want to talk about. So for sure. Yeah, I mean, it. one thing that I really like to think about is it's not yours until it's yours. Meaning, you know, you could be up 10, 20 X on some of your investments, but it's still not in your bank account yet. Yeah. So it's really important to take profits, I think, on the run up. So just as though we always preach, you know, in our Discord, the Beanstalk, to dollar cost average into positions, <clears throat> I think it's equally as important to dollar cost average out of positions as well. So you need to have a game plan. Yeah, and for stick sure. To it. And so here's an example. So for example, if you bought Ethereum a year ago, um, you know, you're, you're, you're in, the, in the green right now significantly. And, and I think things are going to be going really well for you probably over the next three, four months. Um, so say you bought a thousand dollars worth of Ethereum as things start to get really heated and everyone's asking about crypto and Ethereum's pumping. It's up 20%. It's up 15%. It's up 15%. Your, your investment is compounding. That is the time in our opinion that you should be pulling out profits and don't do it all at once. You should be pulling out, you know, take 10% here, take 5% here, 15% here, you know, dollar cost average in dollar cost average out. So when things are going parabolic and things are green, that's when you should be selling as hard as it is and as hard as to trick your brain into doing that. But that's, that's kind of one of the basics of, of the bull run cycle. Take the profits when it's going green. As, as easy as it sounds, it's not that easy to do sometimes. And the reason we do that is because nothing goes up forever. You know, at some point, these will come back down. And you do want to have some money on the sidelines for those dips that do occur. And sometimes these dips will last a few years. Yep. And that's when you can dollar cost average in again. For sure. The whole point of this bull run that we're in right now, the 2020, 2021 bull run is so we can stack our bags to reinvest at the bottom of the bear market, whenever that is, and then ride it up again for the next bull market. And that's when you can make serious money. You know, you might be able to move your account from four figures to five figures. If you're lucky, maybe six figures in this bull run. But if you take enough profits, that's when you can really get that 
fuck you money yeah, in the yeah. next bull run. You know yeah. what I mean? And the other thing is too, is we're going to, we're going to, you know, give some of our, what we're looking for from a, a crypto Bible playbook, if you will. Um, so you're going to want to have some money on the sidelines for some of these, you know, picks we're going to bring out for our large caps and our mid caps as well. So for sure, having some uh, money on the sidelines for that. Definitely. Um, there's definitely some other lessons as well. You know, um, <coughs> don't, don't day trade. Yeah. don't don't try to no. fomo in and like you know Never own, ends well. like it's just not just just don't um and right now there's so much fomo happening you know people think they're missing the boat and they're trying to set up their accounts and their wallets and they've never been in crypto before this is this is a dangerous time to just start just getting into bitcoin for sure this, this is when people get bagged yes yeah so i think you definitely need to be careful with the fomo definitely and it all comes it all it all boils down to having conviction in your investments so if you've put the time in and you've done the research on your investments, you don't feel the need to chase other investments. You know, you're say, you know, you're, you're a Solana guy and you see Cardano going, well, you don't need to sell your bag and chase Cardano on the way up. You, you've done the research into Solana, you know, it's one of your favorite projects. So be happy for the Cardano gang and just chill and wait till it's Solana time. Uh, I mean, as we can see in the background here, it's already pumping. So it is our time, but it's just an example have conviction in your investments and don't chase because just be happy for the other people that are making money on their investments. It doesn't mean you have to try to FOMO into those ones because if, if it's already going up, really, you've, you, know, you don't want to go in at that time. You've missed that boat. So just chill with your investments, have conviction yep. from the research that you put in, which is what we always preach. And, and you know, if you can have a bit of a strategy and maybe like have a game plan, write it out, put it on your computer, put it up on your wall somewhere, that way you can remove the emotions. Yeah. Because emotions will have you do some serious things that you wouldn't be otherwise doing, especially when you have money on the table. It multiplies your emotions. You know, it, it makes them even when you're angry, you're going to get even angrier. When you're happy, you're going to be even happier. You yeah. know, so it's, I think it's really important to have a plan and, and, and really stick to it and put somewhere that you're going to, you can see it on, on the regular. For sure. And it's, it sounds simple, but you know, a lot of people would never do that. And it's, it's just like when you're playing poker, yeah. you lose a bad hand, you're on tilt. And you know that motherfucker is on tilt and he's yeah. going to just try to win that back. It's like they always say in investing, if you take a loss on investment, don't try to make up that loss in your next trade. It's never going to happen. It's going to, you're going to keep losing. You're going to keep losing because you're not, you're emotionally investing now, which you never want to do. Mm-hmm. And I've done it in my younger years. You know, you, you buy a stock and it goes down, you sell out of it. You're like, oh, I'm going to buy this risky stock because it's going to go up and I'm going to forget about that loss. And then you lose that one too. It's mistakes that you have to make yourself really to learn yeah, and have true. it burned in on your brain. Yeah. Um, but it's just important stuff that, um, you know, hopefully you guys can learn from our mistakes. Definitely. Um, and we can kind of shed some of our experience and, and maybe prevent it from happening to you in the future. For sure. So Bitcoin's pumping right now. You know, it's everywhere, right? You know, CNBC, Bitcoin, Bitcoin, go on TikTok, Bitcoin. Like, yeah. you know, it's becoming a bit much. Yep. <laughs> so I'm almost getting tired of the word. Yeah, for but, sure. I mean, there's a really good... Uh, you know, we've seen in the past, I know you've created a really good video on, you know, the crypto, you know, bull run playbook, you know, what does that look like? And what are we going to see next? Like, what are you thinking? For sure. So crypto bull runs always follow the same pattern. Um, Bitcoin pumps first, and that's where we are right now. So we've seen Bitcoin break through 50k, it just broke through 60k, it's seen strong resistance at 60k. And I think the, the, the move from Bitcoin here is just continue on upward. So Bitcoin pumps first, then Ethereum will pump. Ethereum always follows Bitcoin as basically, you know, the Robin to Bitcoin's Batman, number two, always. Um, And then it goes to large cap altcoins, then slowly down to mid cap altcoins, and then down to small cap altcoins. So it filters down from the top. 
the money flows slowly but gradually and then all of a sudden into the mids and the small caps and that's done right um, that is what we have seen before so that's it in theory it, sh- it should happen again. it should I it mean, might it might not in some it i feel like the timeline could be different you never know if it's going to happen right away or slowly or gradually whatever um but i think in some ways way shape or form we're going to see that happen so what i want to know from you is let's go through our top large cap picks yeah or at least one top mid cap pick and top small cap pick tell me why you like it we can go through from the large to the mid to small and you know maybe you guys can do some research on these as well these are the projects that that we love doesn't mean you're gonna love them but um yeah just for examples yeah maybe leave some uh, comments in the section in the below the video here and let us know what you know what you're liking and maybe you want to hear us talk about it on the podcast here yeah for on sure. Beanpod. for sure uh, i mean if you look at the chart behind us we got bitcoin is you know one percent on the 24 hour and ethereum is at eight percent on the 24 hour not necessarily indicative that Ethereum is now surpassing Bitcoin. So, yep. so let's not take that. No. You know, like, but, um, you know, in terms of large caps, <clears throat> you know, I kind of have my, uh, my eye on maybe some exchanges, mm. you know, maybe something like uh, Binance or Uniswap. Yep. You know, th- the money is going to have to get onto the exchanges. So let's say, you know, Joe Smith is making his money on his Bitcoin and he, he is doing what, you know, something that we've just talked about, which is dollar cost averaging out. Yeah, Joe would do that. Yeah, he would, definitely. So would Dave and Sally, et cetera. Um, <clears throat> so he's going to need to take that money out of Bitcoin, and he's, he's going to want to buy some of these large caps and some of these mid caps. So it has to go onto an exchange to go and get some of these. Yep. So my thinking is that maybe the Binance, the BNB coin, the, the Uniswap, you know, some of these other tokens and these coins that are sitting in the top 10 to 20 uh, on coin market cap yep. with the high, high market caps. So that's kind of where I'm thinking the money has to flow into the exchanges. Yep. Those exchanges are going to collect fees. In theory, I think we see some, some pumps. there. Yeah. I like it. I think the exchanges as kind of the gatekeepers to the crypto industry, as everyone FOMOs in, which we're going to see over the next three to four months, they're, they're going to see a huge run. So, you know, Uniswap being the Ethereum uh, exchange, you know, decentralized exchange, you're going to see a huge volume there. Binance as well. I like it. Yeah. Personally, uh, one of my favorite large caps is Solana. Um, It's, it's kind of, gone crazy over the last year from you know an after ran mid small cap altcoin now it's you know in the top 15 or 10 or whatever it is um the reasons i like solana just for my personal use you know we've seen the rise of nft marketplaces when you want to buy an nft you got to pay the fucking gas fees on ethereum and it's crazy you're spending a hundred dollars per transaction well then all of a sudden these solana nft marketplaces came through and the gas fees are basically zero you know, maybe 50 cents. The transactions happen immediately. Whereas on Uniswap or Ethereum, you may, you may have to wait 20 minutes or sometimes it fails and you pay the gas fee anyway. It's crazy. There's just so many immediate advantages I see to Solana. Yeah, definitely. And I know some people say it's less centralized, but at the end of the day, I'm okay with that. Um, so basically for me, Solana, it's, it's a newer, faster, you know, slightly improved version of Ethereum that now we're seeing all these different projects are launching on Solana. The launch pads are there. The exchanges are there. The wallets are there. It's all happening on Solana. Mass adoption is coming for that blockchain. So it's, it's always going to be one of my top five bags in my, in my portfolio. So yeah. once I see Bitcoin, Ethereum, Solana, yeah, 100%. Definitely. I mean, I, and, you know, there's, there's a lot of people who are, you know, Ethereum maxis who, you know, are maybe looking to Ethereum 2.0 versus Solana. Yep. Maybe that's a topic for another that's a topic Deep for another day because, eh? you know, don't hold your breath on that one. Exactly. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Look, I have a massive bag of Ethereum too. You got to yeah. diversify. Um, but um, yeah, in terms of large caps, I love Solana. So all right, we saw Bitcoin, Ethereum, the money moves into large caps. Then the money sl- flows into mid caps. 
to be honest, the mid caps is probably like my favorite part of the crypto. Oh man, love that's it. that's Absolutely that's the real yeah. the real meaty part. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> there's just so many great projects and names in there that I love to invest in. Um, it's hard to pick one. Oh. Uh, why do you go ahead? Man, um, I mean, I've been a really big believer in Hedera Hashgraph, uh, HBAR. Yeah, that's a gem. Um, you know, it's an alternative to the blockchain. It's a patent technology, the Hashgraph uh, technology that they have. But what really sells me on this particular project is the governing council. Mm. You know, I know it's centralized. It's not fully decentralized. But, they, you know, IBM, Google, Boeing, like that is just incredible. Yeah. You know, when you have a project with that type of backing, and from my understanding is they have a governing council now. It's to make it work properly, develop this ecosystem, and then it will become decentralized in time. Right. And what other project receives a $5 billion investment yeah. to, to make its ecosystem better? That's you know? insane. Like, that's, that's nuts. They get a $5 billion ecosystem investment and the market cap is what around the same. Yeah. It's, it's, like, yeah. I mean, that's a safe place for me personally. 100%. That's where I have a good portion of my money sitting at yeah, the moment. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I think that can that can go easily over a dollar, multiple dollars possibly in this bull run. So, you know, keep your eye on taking profits and dollar cost averaging out of that one as it goes to the fucking moon. <laughs> I got. I will. Yeah, 100%. Uh, for <laughs> me, uh, mid-cap that I've been investing in for a while now and I love is Quant. I mean, it shares similarities in HBAR that it's um, kind of, it's working with enterprises. So basically what Quant is, it's a blockchain that connects all other ledgers or blockchains. Um, I think that is something that everyone can relate to. It's basically taking all the projects and it's being the central, their centralized or decentralized network that's connecting them all. Um, if you go on the website, it says that they're aimed at enterprises, governments, and individuals. Um, and when I'm investing in crypto, I do like to <coughs> sometimes lean towards the ones that are, are working with enterprises. Um, it gives an instant legitimacy to their project. Uh, the ones that can potentially work with governments. I mean, we haven't seen really any of the governments working with blockchain projects to come to the forefront, but it's coming. It's yeah. 100% coming. Yeah. Um, so something that's connecting all the blockchains. Um, I think they're already partnered with Oracle. Mm. They've worked with NVIDIA. I think they might even, yeah. So two of the biggest tech companies in the world. They're aimed at enterprise, aimed at government. Quant, I mean, Quant, we have to be honest, it's, it's gotten really popular with social media. It's seen a massive rise in the past six months, but I think we're only getting started. So Quant is always one of my biggest holdings in my top 10 for sure when it comes to mid caps. And, but yeah, like H bar also one of my top holdings. You yeah. can't really go wrong with either of those Me projects. Too. Like they're, they're both, they're both great. They both, ha they both solve a problem. And that is stuff that I like to look for as well. It's you know, what problem are they solving? What is the use case? Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just a brand name it's, for sure. It's doing something yeah. and it will do something. We're a little bit early. Yeah, you know, we are very early. Just, you know, it's like something like 90 some odd percent of the world, like they're not invested in crypto yet. No. So we are very early. Very here. early. You, you always have to remind yourself that. It's like, you know, we are so early, even though you see things, you might miss the boat on this project or this project's already ballooned to this market cap, but think of where it's going to be in 5, 10, 20 years. Mm -hmm. Especially, um, I think we think it's early too is because we surround ourselves with other people who talk about crypto and whatnot. Yeah, so it's for like, sure. when you're surrounded by all these people no crypto it's like mm -hmm. oh man this, this thing's been going on forever yeah but not it's the sounding board effect like when you're on twitter and you only see the fucking people that are talking about the same shit as you exactly yep for sure um so then we move to our small caps uh yeah. what are you what are you looking at there? small caps look small caps is the wild west we gotta yeah. be honest there's shit projects there's shit coins but then there's also unbelievable gems that i still can't believe are small caps like how is the market cap under a billion I have no idea. And then you see some of the products that are market caps over a billion that are just complete trash. <laughs> so yeah, look, I could talk, I could talk all day about small caps and I'm sure we will in the future. Mm -hmm. Definitely be doing multiple episodes on just small caps. 
And before we talk about small caps, our picks, we should just talk about the appeal of small caps, low market cap, high risk, high reward. Yeah. So, you know, a, a coin with a hundred million dollar market cap that you think is great. That's where you could possibly see the 10 X 50 X 100 X thousand percent thousand X like crazy gains because the market caps are small. However, because the market caps are so small, they're much riskier. Right. So, yeah, don't put, I'm not putting in as much in the small caps, depending on what your risk, your risk tolerance is. They're almost like the penny stocks of the crypto world. For sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the penny stocks is like the shit coins or the micro cap cryptos. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you need to be careful of these ones for sure. But there are some hidden gems out there. There are gems out there. One that I really love and have been invested in for a while now is called Game Starter. They are an NFT and blockchain based video game launchpad. Right. So they invest in, develop, and launch NFT, play-to-earn blockchain video games. I think this is the future of the video game industry. You know, every game has its own ecosystem, its own token, its own coin. Everything <clears throat> in the games are NFTs. So your sword, your shield, your character, the map, everything is tradable by, you have a portfolio of items, there's a marketplace. It's a whole world. And I mean, this has been going on with, you know, games like World of Warcraft have had the items forever. But they were never NFTs. It's not trackable. The price is going up and down. There's a marketplace. This is a whole new world of video games. And you can play these games and you earn. Yeah. Axie Infinity. That's so cool. People are making fucking $5,000 a month. That's in, crazy. In places of the, in areas of the world where there, there is no income. So, look, I see a massive opportunity for these NFT and blockchain games. Game Starter. Um, it was launched by Dowmaker, who is one of the best launch pads out there. Um, I work with them. Uh, game Starter came to, my, came to my knowledge through them. I invested in GameStarter. I've already seen the projects that GameStarter has, the video games. I love it. So that that's my small cap gem that I want to talk about today. Love um, it. Yep. That's a good one. I mean, yeah. NFTs right now are just expensive JPEGs, but when they start getting into the video games and, and you look at the video game market and how big it is and how expansive it is, yeah. especially when you can maybe bring an NFT from one game to another game. For sure. That would be crazy. 100%. Like from Call of Duty into Fortnite. Yeah. Cross, <laughs> cross game swaps yeah. and NFT marketplaces like it's going to happen it is gonna happen it's only a matter of time it is it's gonna change the entire video game industry the smart people are into it i saw steam just banned blockchain crypto games right don't think that's gonna go well for them someone else is gonna pick it up i don't know i don't know about that decision yeah. banning anything sort of crypto that that's not gonna go well for <laughs> no, you it's, it's not. just not like you know china you know they love to do what they're gonna do yeah it's just it's not gonna end well no. you should own it because this is this is the new thing so yeah. Well, what about you? What's your small cap, Jim? Um, I'm really into vector space. Yeah. You know, VXV. It's, uh, you know, it's it's using AI and machine learning to find hidden re- relationships in data. You know, they're going through thousands, thousands upon thousands of peer-reviewed articles mm-hmm. to create these hidden relationships that you wouldn't be able to find otherwise. You know, think about how much time that takes to go through all this information. Now you can have a computer doing it. And that's going to give companies such a competitive advantage. Um not sure if you know know this or if you saw this, but they had a, a talk at the Chicago Trading Show. Um, they got to present in front of a, front of a trillion dollar audience. You know, S and P, yeah, right, um, <clears throat> Morningstar. You know, these are big companies that are going to end up using this type of technology. Yeah, I like to view it as like a it's a big data analytics, maybe like a a crypto version of Palantir, yeah, if you will. This is a company I love for sure. Yeah, um, and I love the tokenomics. You know, I love I love the fact that you know it has a low circulating supply. Um, the max supply I think is uh, 50 mil or so. Mm. Um, and the idea is that they're going to be using the revenue for buybacks. Um, so right. that circulating supply will eventually become lower and lower. You know, simple high, high demand, low yeah. supply. In theory, 
this this one should do well, um, especially when they're spearheading the machine learning AI movement. Like, yeah, hundred percent. I agree. I think that just like the stock market applications, the financial applications, the medical research applications, you know, they're, they're processing all these data things and spitting out recommendations on medical research. Like that is, it's next level. I, I own VXV. I love VXV. And yeah, I think I'm agree with you hundred percent on that yeah, one. I'm looking forward to that. And it, the fact that it's just hovering around that, that low market, it's like, yeah, come on. I know that thing is gonna, yeah, that thing's 10 X for sure. Yeah. As yeah. long as management can do their thing. Yeah. You know, all these projects, it, does come down to execution yeah like everything like anything yeah yeah. you know you can you can have the best marketing in the world you can have the best idea but if people aren't utilizing it and if, if the follow-through isn't there then it's it's gonna go kaputs that's it execution so is 100 percent. the team matters well i think it's gonna be an exciting four months at least so yeah. you know where we're, we're here in october now um look i'm super excited i yeah. think uh you know we've been we've been building up to this time ever since the mini crash in may we, you know, we had the people calling for Bitcoin going yeah. to 5,000, <laughs> crypto's fucking done, but we knew this was coming. We've been building this time. We have. Um, I'm super excited for the next four months, but it's yeah. all about taking the knowledge of this project we just talked about, combining it with the things we talked about at the start of the podcast, right? Yeah, that's, uh, <clears throat> you know, not foaming, not, not doing the FOMO, dollar cost averaging, having a plan, yep. doing all those things. It's hard sometimes not to get emotional. The euphoria of having a successful investment is, is something else. It's a rush. Yeah. But again, you have to bottle that up and just apply yourself and, you know, keep track of your investments, take the profits, reinvest into the projects you like down the further in the sector, mm -hmm. take the, the large caps, make caps, small caps. And, you know, we just went through this framework. That's not exactly how it works. It's not that easy. You exactly. can't just, can't just sell your Bitcoin at the top, go into <laughs> Ethereum, sell your Ethereum at the top, go to the large caps. It's, no, it's never no, that easy. No. What I do is I have, I already own all these companies. Exactly. But I might start taking my profits from the top and dollar cost averaging out and then dollar cost averaging in down the ladder. Up, right? Rolling the profits down from Bitcoin to Ethereum to my large caps, to my mid caps, to my small caps. And then when you see that bull run come to an end, which it will, take most, take most out yeah. and create that bag and, and maybe go to stocks or chill with it or whatever. You know, go, go shopping. Yeah. And, yourself. and each time you're rolling that money, might be using a Binance or a Uniswap. There you go. It all <laughs> comes back to the Binance and the Uniswap. I love it. All right. Well, I think that's that's a good um, that's a good preview of what the next four months are going to hold. Yeah. So let's keep our fingers crossed for those projects. Definitely. I know they're going to fucking kill it. Yeah. Appreciate you all. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Awesome. See you guys. Bye.